Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. So, starting this week, we're going to be profiling some of uh, this year's finalists in the EY Entrepreneur of the Year Awards in the run up to the awards night, which is happening on November 30th. And we're going to look at some of the issues facing entrepreneurs. And this week, I'm looking at the subject of resilience and keeping going during tough times. I'm delighted to be joined uh, by two of the finalists. Uh, Helen Cahill is from Invoice Fair, and Justin Lawless is also from Intax Solutions. You're both very welcome to the programme. Um, Helen, we might start with you. You might remind us and tell our listeners about Invoice Fair and what you actually do, first of all. And then we'll talk a bit about resilience after that. Sure, Bobby. Thanks a million. And it's great to be here. It's my very first time in my life on radio. You're sounding good, by the way. Super excited. In very simple terms, Invoice Fair uh, provide growth funding. So for our listeners, what that really means is we give money to companies to spend on inventory, raw material, labour, marketing or sales. And we do that on the strength of their purchase orders or contracts, their invoices, essentially their customers. So this would be, and I know you don't maybe like to use the term invoice discounting, but is it a version of that? Um, it's a first certainly a relation. It's it's a it's a it, it's a relation, I guess. Yeah. I suppose um, we have a mechanism to translate the business that companies win with their customers yeah. into upfront growth capital. So an invoice is at a certain point in time. Whereas often the pain point of a customer is earlier on yeah. when they win the contract. So you're able to get finance based on your order book, which is effectively what you what you do. Pretty much. Okay, yeah. stand by because I want to introduce to you Justin Lawless of Intax Solutions, who's been on the show before. Uh, Justin, you might remind us about that great business you have up there in Dundalk. Uh, thanks, Bobby. Great to be here. Um, yes, yeah, so Intact, we are a, an ERP software company, so. Uh, we create ERP solutions and uh, I know ERP doesn't uh, mean that much to many people, but effectively what it is, it's the system of record in your business. It records all the transactions that are happening in your business from the purchasing team, from the selling team, uh, ultimately coming from your website, and but it manages the infantry in the middle so, and the e-commerce as well. Yeah, so it, it's a, it's a A to Z solution, accounting solution. Uh, for one's business that would have stock management, uh, produce accounts, invoices, all that. So, Absolutely, yeah. Okay. It does all that cool stuff. Okay, so, that, so you're both in, I, I know you're both in different businesses, but there are maybe some some similarities there. So if we look then at, at uh, the subject in, in question, resilience, Helen, um, you had to be very resilient when COVID hit because essentially your your customers decided that they were uh, probably so concerned about their business that they didn't want to borrow any more money and maybe a, a, a large pipeline of business dried up for you. Correct. So you had to think of other ways of, of keeping your business relevant and keeping your own lights on. So how did you do that? That's very true. And actually, if I look back even prior to that in my career, I would have, as a person, experienced um, huge events in the market, whether it was... Um, 9-11, whether it was the dot-com bubble, whether it was the subprime, uh, the financial crisis itself, all of these things had massive impacts on, on, on economies, on people. Um, however, I would have to say that COVID, uh, for me personally, was absolutely uh, cataclysmic and unprecedented when it yeah. arrived because, it, uh, as we know, we're in the working capital space. We provide funding to companies. So all these companies 
closed down. Yeah. So essentially, we're, we were funding a number that were in the essential services category. But uh, thankfully, um, we downed tools and my co-founder, Peter, is uh, comes from industry and is actually very creative and he's very much a problem solver. So we identified three areas. Um, e-commerce, because clearly everybody was going online. Yeah. Um, PPE, because it was an emergency global pandemic. And we also identified social housing, which clearly is very topical in Ireland with the housing crisis. So I think in 2020 alone, we funded, you know, 70 million of PPE. So that was really... Um, and that just again, I think, cause, so just, just to, to focus on this for a second, the speed of that, which would have the turnaround there with PPE, you know, companies looking for, 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 for cash to go and secure an order that they could sell on, all have to happen very quickly. So um, were, you, were you concerned then about... I suppose due diligence and was there, did your risk appetite have to go up uh, in, in, in terms of now? I know it all worked out well, but no, I, did you I, have to kind of maybe take a chance that, 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 that this was all going to end up well? Well, no, if you think about PPE, what, what actually was happening was that Irish companies, established Irish companies, were getting extraordinarily la- large orders yeah. for masks and gowns and goggles and gloves. And their, even their current providers didn't particularly um, banks and other traditional providers, balance sheet providers weren't able to fund those large orders. So in fairness, um, we worked with the banks and other providers to carve out the debt and to the the key requirement was to pay the manufacturers of these goods up front. So they released the goods. A 30% deposit. So what it meant is it was already a product we were already doing. So we were very familiar with that. So that diligence which is at the heart of what we do, wasn't an issue. It was just the quantum of funding and the speed. Great story, Helen, and thank you for that. Justin, your story then is really around, um, I suppose, again, businesses changing, supply chain intact. Uh, You talked about a lot of your companies would have been in the building supply game, yeah? Yeah, no, we, we, we look after lots of uh, lots of diverse industries, but I guess we've kind of grown up in that building supply chain, which extends into things like janitorial, PPE, uh, but also into medical devices. Food is another thing that we, we, we've of, often extended into. But um, supply chain management has been a key thing for all those companies. I mean, reducing the amount of inventory that they hold uh, just in time fulfillment was was was. Uh, Obviously, significantly impacted by Brexit, uh, yeah. by by the Suez Canal issue as well. So, so the idea of not holding stock theoretically is a good one that you don't have to manage that said stock. But then, if there's a supply chain issue and you yeah. then don't have product to sell, yeah, you're in a real uh, pickle, are you not? Of, of course. So, yeah. so all the artificial intelligent uh, algorithms out there trying to figure out. Well, we didn't expect COVID. We didn't expect uh, the Suez Canal. We didn't yeah. expect Brexit. So you've got all those. All those challenges, but so um, what did you do then specifically then with 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 your sector of customers uh, when 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 there were supply chain issues? How did you how did you you know I suppose muscle up for them? Well, I suppose during COVID, the, the first thing that we did was that we realised that we weren't going to be a success unless our customers were, were uh, continued to be successful. So the first thing we did is we actually called them all and said, "Look, how can we help?" Um, and what was happening was that people that didn't usually use the system in their business, I uh, see people out on the road, they were now no longer on the road. So yeah. we gave them all free licenses uh, to our software so they could actually go in and, and, and do some proper housekeeping, maybe use the information and the data that they had to, to, to make other business decisions to help them uh, to, to remain resilient and help them better serve their customers as well. So I guess we knew that we were all in it together at that point. 
And uh, but but that was the I guess the best way that we felt that we could help them with their business. Well, it's a funny thing because there's always a way, and I think a crisis can often bring out the best in people. So I applaud you both, uh, Helen Cal and Justin Lawless. Uh, good work, and uh, there'll be many more challenges along the way. As I think that's the way that's the way the world works. But I just think that you know sometimes to to be able to dig deep, as both of you have shown, is a remarkable. Uh, attribute uh, to survival and because if you don't do it you know you, you wonder about the consequences so a big thanks to my guests Helen Cal from Invest, Invoice Fair and Justin Lawless of Intax Solutions and we wish you every success in the finals uh, on the on the 30th of this month so thanks for joining us this morning Bobby. thank you thank so much you. Bobby Down to Business with Bobby Kerr brought to you by Bank of Ireland Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.